0: Good morning, this is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at GBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning London time on Friday the 2nd of July. Yesterday, 130 countries agreed to set global tax standards with a suitable range of caveats, carve-outs, exemptions and rules. Taxes will apply from 2023. It does mean that the tax payments for large companies will increase by $100 billion or so per year. However, the payments to accountants and tax lawyers may fall relative to what they would otherwise have been in the future, as the alternative to a global agreement was an ever more twisted spaghetti bowl of complicated national tax regimes imposing different sorts of digital taxes. Eight small tax havens have refused to sign up and Peru is waiting until it has a government before deciding. There's an interesting question about what happens to companies in those tax havens. We live in a world of social media and memes. A company that does not care about its reputation may be willing to use one of the tax havens that are not signing up to the accord. But a company that has a brand to protect, and especially a company that has a retail customer base, is presumably going to think twice about using one of the tax havens. It only takes a hostile Reddit thread or a really mean TikTok dance routine to do serious harm to a company's reputation. There's even a risk that smaller companies in those tax havens, who would not have been affected by some of the new rules, may suffer being based in a tax haven as it becomes a toxic brand. Away from fiscal matters, it is the U.S. Employment Report today, a data release that assumes way more importance than its accuracy should permit. There has been a pivot to employment in Fed policy settings. The economic bounce back is all about employment. Markets are therefore going to care. There are a few things to think about. First, average hourly earnings say almost nothing about what is happening with pay at a time when the structure of the workforce is in chaos. The Atlanta Fed's wage tracker measures are probably better quality data. Second, the explosion of business startups will be missing in the establishment survey, the headline non-farm payroll statistic, but there is a better chance that they'll be captured in the household survey, the unemployment rate. Third, seasonal adjustment is bound to be messed up. Spending patterns have not followed seasonal norms, because people have treated the ending of lockdowns like it was a summer holiday. Employment patterns are therefore not likely to follow seasonal norms. Fourth, remember this data is always revised a lot. Data now is likely to be revised even more because of the chaotic aftermath of the pandemic and the fact that different states have lifted restrictions at different times. Essentially, the story should be of ongoing economic bounce-back, and a more secure future as employment income starts to rise from taking over from accumulated savings in support and growth. It would be a good idea not to obsess too much about the details of today's data. In the glittering wonder that is the euro, ECB President Lagarde is speaking. This will be only the third time ECB President Lagarde has spoken in the past five days, It is possible that there may be some new insight that has emerged in the past 24 hours. This is unlikely to be the case, however. There is some inflation data with euro area producer prices for May when oil pressures were at that peak. South Korean consumer price inflation for June slowed, as one would expect, and was actually a little bit below the consensus expectation. That's all for today. Have a good day.